This podcast is produced by Visionary Studios. Hey everyone, I'm Mitchell Rail. And I'm Wade Klassen. And welcome back to Let's Unpack That. So today, I can't believe it, it's our last episode of 2022. That's hard oh to God. believe we've made it this far, Wade. <laughs> 2023, best year. Yes, yes. And we are ready to bring in the best energy, the best vibes mm-hmm. for 2023. Before we do that, we have one last episode for you guys. So please welcome to the pod, John Sugal. How's it going? How are you? It's good. Thanks, Mitchell, for the introduction. John, for those who maybe don't know who you are, do you want to give everyone a little yes. bit of an overview on who is John? So I am a junior in college at Fordham University in New York. I'm originally from Cleveland, Ohio, born and raised Midwest all the way. And I am a micro-influencer on TikTok, kind of focusing in on lifestyle and fashion. I'm majoring in communications and marketing, and we'll see where that takes me. But I'm just along for the ride right now. Love that. You grew up in Ohio, you said. What was that like for you? So I had a very nice childhood. Lived on a lovely, quiet street. It's a little city outside of Cleveland called University Heights. I'm an only child, so it was just me and my parents and our dog and cat. I really enjoyed growing up there, definitely. There were some challenges, which I'm sure we'll get into in a little bit. But uh, yeah, I went to grade school and high school at an all-boys Jesuit high school, which I loved. Um, I had a great time there, got super involved. I was student body president. Hey, look at you a go. Bit. Okay, so yeah. I loved being involved. Um, I kind of felt like Ben Platt from The Politician a little bit. He was kind of my muse <laughs> for that. I did theater. Growing up, that was one of my big passions. I sang past tense. Feel that? So, yeah. yeah. You're into music and arts. You go to an all-boys school. Some people may be used to like a public school setting where everyone's all together. What was it like in that like all-boys setting, especially as someone who was like coming into themselves yeah. as a gay individual? So grade school was co-ed and then high school was all-boys. And I knew I was gay from a very young age. So that was really kind of tough being in those settings because my, my grade school that I went to while there were a lot of good things about it, it was a very like sports-driven mm. school, a lot of emphasis on that. And I had a lot of girlfriends, one or two close guy friends. So trying to like fit into that mold was kind of tough, and mm-hmm. I definitely got some pushback and some bullying from that. But I found theater, and I really loved doing that, and I earned a lot of respect for because I stuck with it. I was actually in a few pro- professional productions of theater when I was in fourth and fifth and sixth grade, actually, I learned that you kind of had to really embrace your passions like head on and be full in with it. Because if you love it, who are others to call you a slur and just say like, okay, I don't know, I'm kind of rambling right now. No, no, I I totally get that. Because I was in like musicals and stuff my whole life, like growing up, like I loved I was in choir, like all the way up until like my sophomore year of college, like, it was my thing. I love the arts. I think it gives like that like safety net and like comfort to people. Yeah, it gives you a place to like express yourself and like kind of be you. But not With, also. Bigger. And high school, yeah. high school for sure was actually easier than grade school. I was mortified, horrified to go to an all-boys school at first because I had all my girlfriends, all my gals <laughs> at, in grade school, and they were all going to a different school. So I was scared because I had a harder time connecting with guys, being a gay man, going to an all-boys private high school where it's like kind of very sports heavy too. But ended up being, honestly, some of the best four years of my life. I loved it there. Um, I was able to really excel like in my passions, like with theater. There are a lot more theater kids at an all-boys school than I thought there would be. Really? Um, and people that also had those passions. I found my niche, basically, and I found a really good group of guy friends. They're all straight into sports, that kind of thing, which <laughs> I think is so funny. I'm still really great friends with them today, and I'm thankful for my experience there. It was definitely not easy, but I was able to find my way and find my passions and my people, and that kind of helped me get through it. 
So did you come out while you were at that boys' school or did you wait until college? No, I waited till college. I was very much so in the closet there. Um, there was kind of, my high school was very kind of like, you're in a group, you're, if you're going to get labeled, you're going to get labeled. Mm-hmm. And that was, at my, in my experience, I was really scared of that. I wasn't ready to come out to my family, to my, like, my friends yet. And I kind of just saw it as, like, that part of me just to wait until college and just experience that in more of a stress-free zone, away from home, more independent, trying to, like, navigate that on my own, basically. Was there a fear that you wouldn't get accepted by your friend group at this all-boys school? Oh, sure. 100%. Like, I knew deep down that they would be okay with it, but I was still scared because it was a predominantly, like, straight school, like, of all the guys that went there. Um, and all my friends were straight. There was a fear behind it. And looking back, I probably shouldn't have feared that because they took it so well when mm-hmm. I came out to them. Mm-hmm. But it just, it wasn't the right time. Feel that. Yeah, for sure. As you mentioned, you're a micro-influencer now on TikTok. And you are yes. doing this, this fashion, lifestyle, interior design type content. Mm-hmm. Yes. When did that passion start for you? At a pretty young age. So I always really liked fashion. That was sort of an outlet for me as a kid, kind of to express my my feminine urges, um, <laughs> basically. It was a nice creative outlet for me as a kid, too. And interior design, I would rearrange the heck out of my room at home when I was a kid and just trying to make it the most functional. And I would go antique shopping with my mom sometimes and like try and find artwork or little knickknacks to put in there. So I knew from like a very young age that I really had a passion for it and really enjoyed doing it. And it just sort of developed into a bigger thing as I got older. Love that. So when did you start making content for TikTok? Yes. So I didn't really plan it, basically. So last year, my sophomore year at Fordham, I got my dorm room together and I just made a little TikTok, put it to a trending sound. And it was it was very simple. I mean, it was like hashtag dorm tour, like whatever everyone was doing. And I wasn't really expecting much from it. I just was like, eh, whatever, we'll see what happens. Like, I like the video. And then I went out with my friends that night. And then I come back to my room and I'm like checking my phone. It's like blowing up. And I'm like, oh, like, oh my God, like it's happening. Like roll out the red carpet. Like we're going places. <laughs> like, I just had, yeah. So I started making it there. And then I was like, all right, if people like it, give the people what they want. And I just kept making videos on a pretty regular basis, kind of highlighting my room. I did like an in-depth tour of where I bought everything, why I put things like where they are in the room. And people were eating it up and I was loving it. I was having a great time doing it and creating the content. And it sort of evolved like from the room to like a day in my life, doing that sort of thing, fashion tips, like a little bit of, like I think I did some gift guides and then some brands started reaching out to me for partnerships, which I was elated about. I was so excited to do that. So then I was like, wow, like I can actually get things and make money through doing something that I really like. I've had a few lulls here and there. I've just kind of fallen out of love with it. But I actually, I think I am going to start picking it back up again. I did it a bit over the summer and then it's been kind of quiet since I've been back at school. Things have been really busy here, but it's a really nice creative outlet and lucrative as well, which is nice. You have a passion for interior designer and like fashion. Is that somewhere you want to go in the future? Like with work? I am not totally sure about that question because a lot of people have asked me that. This past summer, I did an interior design internship back in Cleveland, and I really loved it there. Um, I did more so marketing for them, but I was really exposed to different projects, and I really enjoyed it. I would go into it, but it's just at this point in my life, I don't know if I really want to like make that my life. Like have that be like I like doing it as a hobby and the TikTok, but I don't know 
just yet if I want to pursue that. And Fordham doesn't really have like the major for that, which is unfortunate because if they did, I think I would do it. I think more so in my head right now, I'm just thinking about like the extra school that I would have to go to. And there's a lot of options to weigh, but I'm just not sure if it's in the long run, if it's the right path for me to take. Well, you never know what could happen. Just ride never, the wave. Exa- no, you never know. Like things change every day. So yeah. it's good to keep your options open. I mean, who knows? Maybe Vogue will be calling it, knocking on your door next and being like, hey, John, oh, we want you at the Met Gala. That would just be a treat. I would love that. <laughs> so, I, I'm kind of making it sound like I'm closing it off. But no, the door's always open. You can you can do whatever you want in life. Mm-hmm. You're, you're only young once. Like you can literally do anything that you want if you yeah. put your mind to it which sounds so cheesy and stupid but it's true for sure and i think it's definitely clear that you have an eye and mm-hmm. a talent for this interior and style aspect of everything and i think even just looking at your apartment you were just, or your dorm like you've made it look beautiful for a dorm yeah. room like I, my you. dorm room looks so bad like led lights like let's, <laughs> oh, no. let's not go back let's <laughs> not, not go the back neons um, oh, yes um, but for people who are really thinking here at the end of the year you know like i want to elevate my space i want it in your, i want to elevate my wardrobe like i'm ready for you know as everyone says new year new me like how can i really refresh this yeah uh, let's start let's start with style for people who maybe they want to switch it up you know they've been having the same old wardrobe nothing new what yes. tips would you give people to improve their wardrobe without breaking the bank? Thrift shopping. I am a big thrifter. This shirt that I have on right now was two bucks at a Goodwill, I think. So I definitely really like thrift shopping. I've gotten some great jeans. Um, I think it's good for basics and maybe it's like some fun sweaters, that sort of thing. But also like hunting for deals. I used to work at J. Crew. They would have a lot more sales than you think because some of their stuff is sort of expensive. It's great quality, but it's a little bit on the higher price range but they have so many sales. I got this sweater there two weeks ago, I think. And it's like this blue and white block sweater. It's like a nautical. And it, the tag on it said 110. And I was like, mm-mm. So I looked online. It was on sale for $29.99. Love that. You gotta like make sure you're getting the best price. So like definitely checking your website when you're buying something at a store to no. see if there's an online sale because they'll price match it. I feel like you just gotta be like savvy. You gotta be a savvy mm-hmm. shopper. Like it's Very, easy. That's a great word. It's savvy. easy to just like go on the go on the on the Zara app and like, okay, I'm gonna buy this. $90 sweater. That Zara like, app is crazy town. Let me tell you. It's so confusing. <laughs> crazy town. I can't, I will never order anything. I got to just go in the store and you never know what you're going to find, but I've gotten some great things. No, from Zara. for real. I mean, speaking of J crew, Ryan Keekler, Ryan actually helped suggest you to be on the podcast. So love Ryan. Yes. Um, but he was up here a few weeks ago and me and him went to J crew and uh-huh. we were just going through and he found these green pants that were like $25 and they didn't fit him, but they fit me. And I was like, such a serve. Like literally they were like $90 Amazing. and I got them for 25 yeah. and I was like, Let's go. I love this. Love that. It's amazing. Like going back to the question of like starting your closet over again, like that sort of thing. Good basics. J. Crew. I am a diehard J. Crew. Like, and this blazer's from J. Crew. It's not all like preppy, I think, as like its persona may seem to be. They're doing some great stuff. I don't know. Do you guys know the brand Noah? No. Okay, so it's based in New York. Very like street skater style. Very cool. So their top men's designer. J. Crew got him to do J. Crew men's. And so it's really like revitalizing like the 
the men's department. It's a lot more youthful. It's they're doing a great job. I love that. I love Abercrombie though too. Abercrombie has great jeans. I've learned that. Like I have, I've had like four pairs of jeans from Abercrombie and I still have them to this day and they're really great. Love. Any 2023 trends that you see coming? I'm so bad at trend forecasting. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm not that into trends. I mean, I am in some ways. I like to stick with like the classics. Like you can't go wrong with a white button down and a blue blazer. I'm really into like staple pieces that you're going to have for years. Like, I don't like to buy clothes that are like, okay, this is cute right now, but I'm not going to wear it in mm -hmm. two months or two weeks. Yeah. I really like to buy and invest in pieces and just like take my time and like figure out, okay, what am I going to have the longest? What's going to go with the most while also being chic and classy yeah. at the same time? Yeah. Um, so that's kind of like my style process. But trend forecasting for 2023. Give us a hot take. Give us mm -hmm. a hot take. Be bold. What do you think people need to like get ready in their closet for or get rid of? Get, yes, yeah. What's out? What's out? What's out? Sambas. Two weeks ago, I was like, "Oh my god, I want them so bad." And like, they are cool shoes. I won't like knock someone for getting them. Yeah. But I think they're gonna be out. Okay. In, by the new year, like they're just like kind of like I have these Reeboks. Let me show you. They're they're very dirty, but like these Reeboks, like I love them. Yeah. And like I'll still wear them to this day. But they were so popular at a point in time. And like, yes. I remember driving to the mall and going to PacSun and like on a hunt trying to find these shoes. And I got them because like that was like the shoe. Mm -hmm. But now it's shifting a little bit. And like it's still a good shoe, but it's just sort of an example of like a trend. And I think no, yeah. the Sambas are a trend right now. And I think I'm going to hold off on getting them because I think they're going to go out. Speaking of shoes, I think it's so tricky to find good shoes for guys, especially like Agreed. when it comes to work, because like. For me personally, like dressing professionally, like I am not the type of person that I'm not going to wear like leather dress shoes every day. It just isn't my right. personality. Mm -hmm. So it's like, how do you no. pick shoes that are like kind of a white sneaker, but like kind of aren't and are still professional? Pages. Yes. One brand that I really like for like looking professional, but also casual. I don't know how to pronounce it. I say Veja, but like Veja. That's yes. what I just you know said. The one? Yeah. yeah, I have a pair yeah. of them. Love them. So I got them in all white and they just look very, very professional, but also they're yeah. a sneaker and they're mm -hmm. so comfortable and they'll Ooh. last forever. Love. I mean, I'm gonna, they I are, need to get they a pair. really do. It's so hard to find mm -hmm. shoes for guys that aren't like $175. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, the clothing well, it, to begin I'm, with. Yeah. My guilty pleasure is I will probably spend way too much money on shoes, <laughs> but I see it as like you're wearing them every day. It's an investment. Or like, it's an investment. Two things that I will invest money in, shoes and sunglasses. And what about when it comes to revitalizing your space? Like your interior design, I know you've mm. gotten featured for your ability to really make a tiny space look amazing. What tips do you give maybe someone who's in college with their dorm or someone who's just yes. gotten out of college and they're designing their first apartment? What do you think are the staples people need to really level up their space? Okay, so let's start with one thing. White sheets. That is one thing that is like so important to me, like in like my sleeping area. So I just think it makes it feel like you want to feel like you're sleeping in a, ho a hotel bed every night, but it's your bed because like you get the best night of your sleep in a hotel mm -hmm. usually. Mm -hmm. So I decided to go with all white sheets and I think that's such a great way to elevate your space because it's very sophisticated. And I wanted to do it at first. My mom was like, it is going to get dirty so fast. Like, <laughs> you, like you're making a terrible decision with white sheets. And I'm like, watch me. <laughs> and I did it. And it was fine. Like, it's honestly not that big of a deal. Another 
really important thing in a room is great lighting. I'm a sucker for lamps and I've gotten the two lamps in my room. They're both from Walmart. You don't need to like break the bank to like have good lighting in your room. Overhead light is just very harsh and it, you feel like you're in a prison, which is not the vibe. A room can look great, but I've really learned that you need to like surround yourself with things that have meaning to you. Like all throughout my desk, I have pictures with friends in a very chic frame. You want to like have some of your accessories like have meaning to you. Like I have um, some coffee table books stacked over here. One of them talks about Cleveland. One of them is like a fashion lookbook, basically. I've learned that like things can look good, but like it'll feel good if you have meaningful things surrounding you in your room too. No, definitely. It's definitely good to have like personality too. Mm -hmm. Like have you. Don't just have exactly. like, like make it feel like a hotel, but it's like a hotel that you live in. So 2023 is coming up in just a few days. So I want to go around for each of us. What are your 2023 goals? I definitely want to focus like more on myself and like some self-growth for that. I actually am going to London for half of 2023. I'll be in London for four months starting That's fun. in January. That content is going to be good. I'm ready for it. Great content. So I'm really looking forward to going to London. Um, so I'm doing that through Fordham for study abroad. So me and my me and my gals are going. So we're really excited about that. My biggest goal is to just learn more about myself and pursue what comes up with that. You know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I totally relate to like the like growing as a person. I think it's something that I always try to do. I think it's always important to like reflect on like the past year and like what mm -hmm. went well, what didn't, how can I learn from my actions? How can I grow as a person? I think it's always important to like be reflecting and just like figure yeah. out, okay, I did this wrong. So like, how can I learn from that? How can I right. keep growing as a person? I think it's always important to like, like be aware of like your actions and like be like, okay, I messed up here. Like I, this is really good that I did and like figure out how you can be a, become a better person. It's always important. I think for me at least to like, keep growing so I want to continue yeah. to do that and like have that like self-evaluation you could say you know like a, mm -hmm. a yearly review <laughs> um, yearly I, audit <laughs> auditing myself um, I also a quarterly report yes exactly I also want to like continue to grow the podcast so I have like some guests that I really want to get on so I, I thought about this and <laughs> I think it is important for me in 2023 to find more genuine connections um mm -hmm. I mean, there's those friends that come and go, but it's important to have those people that are always there for you and learning mm -hmm. more about yourself as well. Mm -hmm. um, that's something I want to yeah. work on and learning more about like other things, mm -hmm. like diversifying my knowledge on different topics. Yeah. Definitely want to like keep building genuine connections with people. It's hard to do. With, because it's hard to find good people. Yeah. Well, John, thank you so much for being here. Do you want to give everyone your socials so they can follow you and your, your London adventure in 2023? Oh, but of, but of course. <laughs> yeah, so my social handles are John Sugal on both TikTok and Instagram. With your socials, Wade, so everyone can follow you as well? Wade Clausen on Instagram and Santa Claus on TikTok. Love, love. Santa love underscore Claus underscore. You can follow me on Instagram at Mitchell Rail. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at UnpackedTHT and on TikTok at UnpackThatPod. Thank you guys both for being here. It's been an amazing year. Thank you guys all so much for listening and watching all the amazing guests who have come on this year. I'm so grateful for your time and for all you guys for listening this past year. It means so much to me and Wade. Thank you. And thank you again to Brad and Kieran and Brandon and Visionary Series for all that you do to make this podcast happen. It wouldn't exist without you. So thank you guys so much for everything you've done this year. And we'll see you in a few weeks in 2023 as we continue to unpack the new year. Yes. I'll see you guys in a few weeks. Bye, everyone. Have a great New Year's.